0: Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio, supported by Real World at REELworld.com and... Replay
1: Radio, keep up with what the hottest stations are doing. Replay Radio will schedule and record any streaming radio station or show automatically. And the Integrated Media Guide makes it easy to add a station or show with a single click. Try Replay Radio free by clicking their ad at brandwithondemand.com. Brandwith On Demand.
0: Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be.
2: He's so upset about him. Everybody
0: knows radio is made for ugly people. (laughs) I'm on the Mexican radio. Uh, what are you doing and don't just rely on your cell phone get a battery-powered radio also have plastic sheets and duct tape available to keep dust from entering your space if you need to shelter in place just a week be, uh, ago thick th- appeared
1: th- th- on a radio th- th- show th- th- talking about his love of ice hockey i listen
2: to radio every time i drive in
1: my car so pretty much every day <laughs> now your guides through the mediamorphosis noted communications second-generation broadcaster and media strategist David Martin and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach Kipper McGee. Welcome to Brandwith On Demand. Today, we get the view from the top. That's right. From 30,000 feet, a veteran station manager turned COO for one of the top local radio companies today. He was once a programming ace, too. Chuck Ducote of NRG Media.
0: And boy, do they get the concept behind width.
1: Chuck Ducote is one of radio's best and brightest, starting as station manager of Hearst's legendary Baltimore flagship, W-I-Y-Y, that's 98 Rock, and then transferring to the company's Milwaukee Combo, WLTQ. From there, he joined Emmis as VP and GM of two great stations, Q101 and The Loop. For more than the past decade, he served as chief operating officer of one of the most successful and respected radio groups in RG Media, now consisting of 45 stations throughout the Midwest, all dedicated to providing great local radio. As a veteran broadcaster, major market manager, now COO, Chuck, what advice would you offer someone starting out in the industry today?
2: Thank you for the kind words, Dave. Starting out in the industry, there are some things that I think are always the same as they used to be, and that is one of the tougher parts is finding the first job, getting the first job. I think it's tougher today than it used to be because there are fewer of those jobs. We don't have those overnight shifts and the weekend shifts that we used to have. I think you know the the big thing is working hard, get that first job. Um, I always advise um, men and women trying to get into the business if they can find an internship, they ought to do it. That's changed a little bit too. The the way the Department of Labor is kind of enforcing the internship laws these days. You've seen all the you've seen all the class action suits against some of the big companies makes those internships a little more difficult to find. But I can't begin to tell you the number of people uh, over the years that I have hired because they were great interns and really showed a lot of ability. And, and some men and women that have gone on to have really good careers in the industry that started out as interns. So I think the the first thing is is being able to find that first job in the business.
0: So Chuck, whether you're making the hiring decision or guiding those who make it for you, like a PD or a sales manager, what traits make a candidate outstanding?
2: Well, again, for an on-air position, some of those things haven't changed. Obviously, we're looking for the talent to be able to communicate and the ability to connect with the target audience. And, and that's, that hasn't changed and won't change. But uh, in today's world... Uh, They need to be able to understand social media, be able to relate to the target audience on social media as they would on the air. They need to be good multitaskers uh, because for better or worse, we're asking more of our employees than we were in the past. And they also need to understand that this is a for-profit business. Look, it's a fun business. We're fortunate to be part of it. As I drove in today and the weather was about two degrees and I saw some guys that were doing outside construction, (laughs) it reminded me how fortunate we are to be a part of it. Um, But it's a business. And they need to be able to integrate themselves to be a valuable part of the sales process as well. And that means coming up with ideas that are not only great on the air, but have a sales component too. So we're looking for people who can make themselves as valuable to the entire process in the station as they do on the on air side and and if you're looking if you're looking for that position and you're trying to get in that really increases your value to a company exponentially.
1: Well, Chuck, if you get lucky enough to have two equally qualified candidates or so they seem, what would you say makes one stand out over another?
2: I that to me that that's an easy one. We look for enthusiasm. Look, some of the things, I talked about communication talent, and that's a talent and I don't think you can teach that. But a lot of the skills of our business are just that, they're skills. And you can teach those. The one thing that I don't think can be taught is enthusiasm. So enthusiasm for the job, enthusiasm for what you do on a daily basis Enthusiasm to make a positive difference in your cluster and in your community. Um, if you had, if I had two people and they were equally qualified, that to me would be a good tiebreaker.
0: So Chuck, you've touched on this, but to follow up, what tips would you give to someone who wants to really become indispensable to their company and uh, maybe move up the ranks?
2: You know, I, I talked about. The fact that um, you need to be good multitaskers because we're asking more of our employees than we were in the past. Um, and as a manager, you look at the seats you have on your bus, and there's a whole lot fewer seats than there used to be. And we can't afford to have those seats taken up by a one-dimensional employee the way perhaps we could have in the past. Um so uh, I, I think that, you know, we're, we're looking for people who understand or want to learn all the aspects of our business. Um, an employee who um, wants to be involved in the sales opportunities, someone who is willing to go to sales meetings, willing to go on sales calls with sellers, that kind of thing is incredibly val- Valuable and makes you really valuable to the company. Um, when the time comes, hopefully it won't, but if the time comes that, gee, we've got to cut back on personnel, you're going to be the last person they want to get rid of because not only are you a good performer, but you're also a valuable asset in other areas.
1: Well, that's great advice, Chuck. And taking a look from the 30,000-foot uh, view there at the top and thinking about media today and tomorrow, is there any one thing we didn't ask you that uh, the brainwidth Nation listeners should know about?
2: This is an opinion. We can pick up the trades every day, and we can read about struggles that we may be having in our industry. Revenue's been flat for a couple of years, haven't seen a lot of growth. We've got major companies that are being crushed by debt, which makes them difficult to manage. But in spite of all that, I don't think there's, a, there's been a better time for radio than there is right now. We have so many opportunities, the internet, streaming, digital audio. There are so many more things we can do today than we couldn't do in the past. And I think the future looks really, really bright. There are a lot of media that wants to get involved on the digital side. There's no one that has the big megaphone that we do that we can drive audience to the digital side. I think we're really, really poised well for the future. Are there challenges? There's a crap load of challenges. Mm But I think we're really poised well
1: for the future. Taking care of business. One of radio's best and brightest, Taking Chuck Decody, Chief Operating Officer of NRG Media. Of hey, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate, and rate us in the iTunes store. It helps others discover Brandwith On Demand.
0: We also welcome your comments, your questions, even guest suggestions. Just email show at brandwithondemand.com. Of course, you're always welcome to sound off to 802-489-7739. Or if it's one of those days, 802-489-SPEW.
1: Coming up next, Chuck shares his thoughts on things that work so well, we stop doing them. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwidth on demand.
0: Eckhart's Press, the radio geek's favorite publishing company.
2: Books by John Landocker, Bobby Skatefish, Dobie Maxwell, and Kipper McGee.
0: Eckhart's Press. E C K H A R T Z Press.com. Stuff that works so well, we stop doing it. Brandwith on demand. <laughs>
1: We're lucky enough to have Chuck Ketote with us today. Thinking about traditional media operations, Chuck, what's the one thing that works so well we just stopped doing
2: it? Um, clearly, promotion and marketing of our own properties. Years ago, even in media market stations, used to see six-figure promotional budgets. Lots of promotion, lots of marketing. Uh, those days have disappeared. You know, it is it is a function, I'm afraid, of One of the unfortunate byproducts of consolidation and too many companies with too big a debt load. uh, That's something that that really has disappeared. One of the things we talked about doing more with uh, fewer is also a part of that. But the disappearance of promotional dollars and opportunities is huge, and I don't think it's a good development. Look, I understand the economics of it, but I think it's a problem for us, but I don't think it's a problem that I see any solution to in the near future. You know, when we started cutting those promotional budgets, all of a sudden, some there's some really ugly laws of math that come into place. Let's say you have a $100,000 promotional budget, and you're told you're going to have to reduce it by 50%, but we'll get it back next year. Well. Now your promotional budget is $50,000, and to get it back, you need a 100% increase. And in today's world, those things don't just happen that way. So those budgets began shrinking, and unfortunately, I think in the majority of companies, they've disappeared, and that's, that's not a good thing.
1: I think they were too often looked at as being discretionary spending, Chuck.
2: Well, that's right, and, and that's an argument that we would aggressively counter and do aggressively counter for good reason. When it comes from our clients, but it's not one that we have had uh, a lot of success aggressively countering in our own companies. That's a very important point.
0: So, Chuck, energy no doubt has some of the best and brightest in the region on board. Starting with your programming honcho, Jeff Winfield, can you share with us an example of somebody who got big results with a small budget?
2: Well, I heard somebody a lot smarter than I a long time ago saying that promotion is really recognition and exploitation of opportunity, and it doesn't always have to have many dollars tied to it, and and frankly, we don't have those dollars. Most recently, one of our stations up in Waterloo, Cedar Falls, um, got involved in um, one of the uh, charity challenges. It was a dance video that they got everybody in the community involved with, from the mayor to the police chief to other community leaders to mascots of the college. And uh, that thing went viral, and it then it really took off. It didn't cost us anything, but it really helped promote the radio station. It helped us promote a cause, but it really helped promote the radio station. So if we can find those opportunities and exploit them, I mentioned earlier that I thought This was a great opportunity for radio because of what we have from the digital and internet side, and that's a place where I think we can really help extend our brands for little or no money.
0: Well, it's been said, nearly every radio station has a website, but very few websites have a radio station. Shouldn't we have the advantage?
2: As I said earlier, we have that big megaphone. We've still got massive cume that listen to our radio station on a weekly basis that we can drive to that website. It's a big advantage I think we have over other media uh, that are trying to stake a claim on the internet. Uh, We've got that big megaphone that we can drive our audience to that website. No
1: doubt about it, great point.
2: Again, I think this is a great time for us to be in the radio business. Um, There's tremendous amount of opportunity out there. Our thanks to Chuck Picotti, COO of NRG
1: Media. Good stuff. Hey, the extended play of this interview, including items trimmed for time, are in the show notes at BrandwithOnDemand.com.
0: Also, we have to thank our executive producer, Kathleen Kelly Murphy, at 1604 Productions. Next time on, with on Demand, We'll help you get set for next year with some of the highlights from this year. Brandwith 2016, the year in review.
1: That's a wrap, Kipper. As legendary programming ace
0: Paul Drew
1: often said, planning delivers the best ROI of any activity. There's more in the one-minute martinizing in the show notes. I'm Dave Martin.
0: And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand be live.
1: Any reuse or redistribution of brandwidth on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes Store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover brandwidth on demand, not
0: your average quarter hour.